Hello, welcome to I Love Rock and Roll. I'm Ken Krantz. And I am Chip Chantry. Ken, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I, I, I'm doing a lot better now that we're talking about today's topic. I'm very excited. It's exciting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's introduce today's guest and then we'll yes. get into it. We have with us a uh, fantastic comedian and musician. Uh, welcome to the show, Vin Brew. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on, man. Exciting. Uh, we, we were just admiring your studio back there. You got, you got some instruments going on. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, this is uh, what I've always dreamed of right here. For years, you know, I lived in uh, New York City in a little apartment next to an elderly woman who somehow didn't kill herself because there were uh, <laughs> a lot of jam sessions going on in there. I recorded like 15 albums in that apartment. Wow. And uh, yeah. So now I got my own space. That's nice. And tell, uh, I think Chip's going to love the name of your band. So Chip, uh, Vin lives uh, in a Jersey shore town called Long Branch. Sure, I've heard of it, yeah. Tell uh, Vin, tell him the name of your band. Uh, Vincent Brew and the Long Branch Davidians. <sighs> How great That's, is it? it, it it's, Vin, Vin it, it's, it's almost a too perfect name. <laughs> I think it's almost too perfect. It, it's pretty, yeah. Uh, so, wait, say, say it for the listeners and me one more time. The Vincent Brew and the Long Branch Davidians. That's inc- that's incredible. That's, that's great. Well name. done. Isn't that a great name? It's so good. And do you do you have T-shirts, Vin? Because I I won't. You don't have merch. Purchase yet. one. Got to okay. get on that. Um, yeah. I didn't. The the Branch Davidians have a logo that I found, which is like a it's like a Star of David with a snake coming through it. Okay. So I want to kind of do that, but with a shark coming through it. You know, for the. That's funny because that picture comes up every time uh, Ken Krantz calls me. Uh, (laughs) uh, and and speaking of which as you probably know uh the branch davidians some of the jammingest uh religions out there he was was a that guy rocked man he 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 was he was like a musician and a guitar player and like had a band like it was a it was a whole thing he like played out in la for a while yeah david koresh was a was a bit of a rock star yeah i feel like that's how most cults you know every yeah star wants to be the leader yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah vice versa yeah it's uh one of the things that that uh chip and i bonded over early uh in our friendship was um uh it it was the love of different strokes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're both we're both obsessed with cults yeah what some of my favorite things in the world yeah there's a lot of them out now there's a lot yeah. of these documentaries about cults and so, and like you think people be wise to it, and they're not. They keep they keep joining. Like that. What was the one with the uh, the Smallville girl? Nexium. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I love playing volleyball. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird cult. It's always weird when it branches off of somebody that you know. Like for me, it was very weird when I was like, when I read the headline, Smallville actress leader of cult. I was yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what you don't see every day. I like, used, could you imagine being at church and being like really kind of wrapped up in this thing? You're like, is that, is that the girl from Smallville? <laughs> <laughs> that's the girl from Smallville. Too. Yeah. 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 Oh, she was, she was super into it. But you yeah. know what? I used to watch Smallville and she was not a good actress. Was she not? She was not a good actress. So I, I feel- beg to differ. She's got to be a pretty good, she's got to be a pretty good actress. <laughs> I've never she, seen Smallville, but she's got to have some chops. She, she was like, I, I was happy to see that she found 
something that she, you know, like she found right. her true cult. She, she was like, more, she was more successful as a cult leader. It's like when Marin fa- found WTF. You're yes. like, oh, yes. he's got his thing right. now. Yes. And she had a cult. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This thing wasn't for you, but this thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this took a weird left turn. Uh, it, it's hard to segue from that into Huey Lewis and the news. Uh, but but that's where, you know what? I wanted to real quick before we get into Huey Lewis, the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees were announced today. Okay. And I just want to go over them with you guys. Okay. Yeah. You think. And I run, you know, I was thinking like, we'll get into it more, but. Um, Huey Lewis, I don't even think has ever been nominated. That's crazy. Yeah. That's odd. And um, all right, but here's here's the inductees. Let, let me ask you this. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah. Remind me, is NXS in the Hall of Fame? No. No. I, I, think, I think it's so. that same thing that we talked about with NXS, where it's like they were huge, but for like an eight year period. So it was like, I feel like a lot of times you need some longevity. I'm not saying that that's right, but I feel like that's what people want to see when they vote for it. It's like, oh, they've had a 25 year career rather than. Well, but but Dave, I mean, listen, up until uh, Huey Lewis, been th- th- that band had they had a 40 year career. That's true. Uh, up until the true. end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right. who's 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 the in? inductees? Uh, Pat Benatar. Good. Long over. It was a good year for women. Uh, yeah, well, 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 long over. Duran Duran. Nice. I got, no, I got no problem with that. Okay. Yep. Nope. Dolly Parton. I have no problem with Dolly. Didn't she turn down her nomination? She, she turned it down, and then uh, just a couple days ago announced that she would accept it. Now, I guess somebody got in her ear and was like, you know, there's a pretty good chance they'll give this to you. Um, she said that. She was taking the term rock and roll literally and, uh, and thought okay. she wasn't deserving because she's never done a considered rock. herself a rock artist. But then somebody got in her ear and was telling her that um, there's all these other country artists and hip hop artists. And it's not necessarily just rock. It's a little more encompassing. Yeah, it's more of the the ter- the term rock and roll isn't necessarily exclusively rock. It's it encompass it encompasses the spirit of the that's music. that's what I th- yeah. I think it's more about like ad- that's why I don't have um that's why I don't have a problem with hip hop I have no problem with hip hop because they're, they're like the 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 their DIY attitude especially in the early years it's very punk rock it's very punk rock so yeah. um all right so Dolly Parton Lionel Richie which I mean I I know he was huge and sold millions and millions of albums but uh he was he was in the commodores right yeah you know I, what I, i'm, I'm, I'm okay with to, that only because he gave us a brick house mm-hmm. right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i'll give you that mm-hmm. and the hello video mm-hmm. oh that's true um eurythmics yeah which i long overdue i feel mm-hmm. yeah uh, judas priest wow okay that's very long overdue yes yeah uh, Carly Simon and uh, Carly Simon. I, I could only name one song. I feel like you're so bang. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> she, had a, she had a bunch though. She was she was huge in the seventies, yeah. eighties. Yeah, I wish they'd run this past me. I wish I was like the sole. There should decider. be sort of like a funnel. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I maybe would be they, like, would I don't, I'm not that familiar with her music. I think we should hold off. <laughs> yeah, if anyone, yeah, if anyone in, in Cleveland uh, is, listens to this, just let us know. Get somebody at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to come uh, through Ken Krantz. And uh, Eminem. Eminem. Okay. Eminem, and there's a little, I've already seen online. There's, people already bitching. There's a little, yeah, people are bitching that he got in before all these, a uh, lot of black rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't NWA in the NWA is in there? Public Enemies in there? Grandmaster Flash is in. I like how they just kind of forget forget all that. MC Scat Cat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They, you know, who didn't get in though this year was uh, I uh, Devo, which is Uh, because I feel like there's not many bands more influential. Devo didn't Mm. get a nom. Devo there... got nominated, but oh, they, they didn't. didn't get in. And a tribe, a tribe called Quest didn't get in. They were yeah. nominated. I feel like that's pretty glaring. I th- yeah. now I have a problem that they didn't. That Eminem pick. got in. Yeah, I, I do. In the year that Tribe got ignored. Yeah. If it wa- if it was two separate years, cool. But like, I I and I love Eminem, but Tribe over Eminem? Are you kidding? Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not cool with that actually. That feels weird. If you get nominated but they pass you over, can you be nominated again or you're just done? Yeah, no, you can be nominated again. There's there's bands that have been nominated like and it's weird because you'll get nominated and passed over in different years. So it's like the New York Dolls didn't get in. They were nominated again this year. Um, which uh, that's also like they were, you know, arguably one of the top three or four most influential bands of the 70s. Um, you know, it was like punk rock wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Iggy Pop, Velvet Underground and the New York Dolls. Yeah. You know, and like everyone else got their due, but they they, they, they have a weird hard on about the dolls. They 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 get nominated like every four or five years and, and then they don't even come close, I feel like. But um I was I was surprised. I could be wrong, but I don't ever remember Huey Lewis being being nominated. Yeah. I, I will say I'm sometimes I'm a little angry at the the nominate or the the inductees and that's a pretty solid like there was nobody besides maybe eminem and like i'm not begrudging eminem but besides that i i that that's a that's a pretty that's a really solid class yeah i mean eminem's one of if not the best one of the best selling rappers of yeah, all time absolutely. i would imagine right yeah oh uh, yeah it's they've uh kahuna just pulled it up huey lewis has never even been considered and he only got one Grammy, I think. He's got an Oscar nomination. Yeah, he does. Um, but they had uh, 19 top 20 singles. Mm-hmm. Top 10. S- top 10. I, I mean, that's 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 insane. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Um, they had uh, five or six number one singles. And um, they've never even been... They've never and they were they were out of time. Vin, I don't know how old you are. I don't know if you're like 42, 42. All right. So you're you're so you're right. right. Yeah, we're all around the same. So like when you grew up in the 80s, they, they were they were huge, right? Yeah, he was the best. I mean, Huey, he was I wanted him to be my dad. You know, <laughs> he was everywhere. He was so you know, charming. 
And that's an interesting point too, because it's, I feel like obviously back then it was a lot more welcoming to, I feel like everybody's like 13 now that is a, you know, that's a big hit. So it's like, I just, I remember like the early days of MTV, even like the big acts were Springsteen, who wasn't the youngest guy in the world, Huey Lewis, uh, you know, you know, all these Phil Collins. It was like these dads hanging out, making great music. <laughs> um, he's got Huey Lewis. I, we, I could go through this, uh, I think, quickly, kind of chronologically. He, he's got a really interesting story. He's also got an Academy Award nomination. Yeah. I know that for Back yes. to the Future. Yeah, for uh, Power, Power of Love. Of Love. <laughs> it yep. should have been back in time, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Huey Lewis grew up. I, I had no idea. He was like the son of he was like a really rich kid. Yeah. Um, his his parent, his dad was super wealthy. And um, yeah, I mean, he even sound his real name is Hugh Anthony Craig Jr. No, the mm. third. The third. Anytime you're the third, you, you you come from money. Like that's when you when you're the third, that means your your name was successful enough that they were like, we got to keep this going. All right. Well, I, I, I hate to uh, I hate to rain on your parade, but uh, technically I am a third and uh, uh, definitely not the case. Are you really? Yeah, I'm the third. Yeah, oh, but, yeah, uh, they fucked that up. So you're the I did exception. Not, I did not go to prep school. No. <laughs> as, as I'm doing a podcast with you, Ken. In, in, oh, your, in your closet. In my closet. <laughs> oh, way, to, way to piss on that theory. Sorry. Sorry to, sorry to ruin your... But uh, I will say that usually when people hear my name and they, they see it's the third, they think I'm fancy. And it's like, I am most certainly not. Um, he, <laughs> so he grew up, he was, he was a rich kid, parents get divorced. Oh, and he's, he's super smart. Yeah. He's like, he's like Doogie Hauser smart. Like he skipped second grade. Yeah. He, uh, he like, he got 800 on his SATs. Got an 800 on his math SATs, which is a perfect score. So he he skipped second grade and I legit struggle with my daughter's kindergarten homework occasionally. <laughs> like I have to read the directions three or four times to make sure I did it right. <laughs> and Huey's out there just skipping second grades like they're nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to so his parents split up when he's 12 and uh, the judge calls him into his chambers and he's like, well, what do you want to do? And he didn't want to he didn't want to live with his mom and bum out his dad. And he didn't want to live with his dad and bum out his mom. So he just he wanted a new. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Keep going, please. Please So he he goes to uh, his dad suggests, why don't you go to boarding school? And he goes to boarding school like three thousand. He grows up. He grew up in San Francisco. He goes to boarding school, the Lawrenceville School in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, which is like a very uh, elite uh, boarding school. Is that right outside of New York? No, no, oh, it's okay. it's um it's like in the Princeton area. Oh, okay, all right. And uh, so he goes there, and so he goes to the rich kid factory. He goes to the rich kid factory, but he um he. He he like he's an all right student, but he he sort of becomes obsessed with music 
and he's sneaking out of school to like go to Trenton uh, to blues clubs. Wow. And yeah, and he 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 takes he takes a liking to blues music. Um, it gra- is like back in like the the sixties, yeah, early yeah. mid sixties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he graduates in sixty uh, seven. He was a really talented athlete. He was a baseball player. He gets accepted into the Cornell, the engineering, uh, the engineering program at age 16. Uh, And he's going to play baseball. He's going to be a pitcher for Cornell and go into the engineering program. And his dad sits him down. And says, all right, like now that you've mapped out your future, I'm pretty much done being your dad. Like I'll he was like, you're you're going to have to make all your decisions from here on out. Right. Um, yeah. I'm taking. Yeah. He, he, you got the reins. Right. He says there's only one more thing that I'm going to ask you to do. Now, he's just been accepted at age 16 to Cornell. And to play baseball. And his dad says, I want you to take a year off and go backpack around Europe because you might discover yourself and you might find some other calling. So he gives him like two or three hundred bucks and ships him off to Europe. And uh, Huey just makes friends and travels all over Europe. And he says Africa at one point learns to play harmonica. And starts busking on the streets to make money. And when he was making enough money just playing harmonica, on the, he, he told a story. There's if, if you subscribe to Paramount Plus, there's really good uh, behind the music on Huey Lewis. And he tells a story of playing harmonica in an African street market, like with snake charmers and shit. And he's making enough busking to get by. And that's when he decides that... Uh, he thinks he wants to do music because then he realizes he never has to work for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, goes to college, tries to make a go of it, uh, leaves after like a year or something, comes back to San Francisco and uh, forms a band with a bunch of Bay Area musicians. The band is called Clover. And um, they're not terribly successful. Uh, they they get a record deal, but the records don't sell. And he he bums around Clover for like ten years, and the, like nothing ever happens other than the local circuit. So then um, Clover breaks up. He takes a couple guys from Clover, poaches a few other guys from a local band, and they form Huey Lewis in the News. Um. And I believe they were originally called Huey Lewis and the American American Express American for a little Express, while, right? Which is which is a great name that they they were, I think, uh, convinced to change. That's a, the Long Branch Davidians is such a better name than it's American way better, Express. way better than <laughs> the American Express. Apparently, they got. He said that I think it was the night before their album was supposed to come out. The record label was like, "You can't. We're going to get sued." And so really, with the news like the night before the album came out. Yeah. And that wasn't like they were. This is a very dumb question. I should have looked this up. But did they name it after the credit card? Was American Express around? At that yeah. Point? yeah that's, okay. that's why the record label feared okay. that they were going to get. I didn't know if it was just sort of concurrent. And because I, 
I kind of thought that it, maybe American Express was came, you know, later in the. No, but maybe, maybe it's been no. around forever. OK. Yeah. And then apparently then they were like, well, what about Huey Lewis and the diner clubs? And they were like, no, you don't no. get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually had a band. Did I ever tell you about my band in, in high school? It, we weren't very good. We were uh, uh, the uh, Chip Chantry and the uh, MCI calling cards. So, yeah. <laughs> I was in one, too. It was called Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Um, it was also the Wonders, the Oneaters. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you should make a movie about that. Oh yeah, I've been working on it for a while. It's called That Thing You Do. I hope. Okay. It, I hope. Uh, oh, I hope that? it gets picked up. Yeah, that's, up. that was a very deep cut <laughs> reference. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh man, I was like, I got to talk to Kahuna after the show about his terrible <laughs> band names. So have oh man, Vin name his band because back in time and make that. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man. So Huey's like I think he's already in his early thirties by by the time Huey Lewis and the News even uh, puts out their first record. Thing. Mm-hmm. First record goes absolutely nowhere, uh, and then. Their second record, picture this. They, uh, the record label tells them they need they need a hit because in those days, if you're not on the radio, you can't have a career. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Huey was friends with uh, Mutt Lang, you know, the mm-hmm. producer, the the dude that was married to uh, was it Shania Twain. I, I think so, but he' a famous producer. Yeah, he he produced yeah. Uh, he produced Back in Black by ACDC. Yeah. That's like yeah. yeah, he was married to Shania Twain. Um, so uh, Mutt Lang has a song called uh, "We Too Believe in Love," and then Huey does that uh, did that thing that uh, where he just changed it to "Do You Believe in Love." He just yeah. changed like two words mm-hmm. and that ends up being a pretty big hit. Um, that's the album that had like working for a living on it. Mm-hmm. Or Do you even... believe in love? That's a fun, uh, that's a fun early eighties hit. Yes. And the video, do you remember the video for that? I feel like that set the template for uh, Huey Lewis videos where it was like, it showed just him and the news goofing around they're all serenading this lady. They're all in bed with the same lady, mm-hmm. which uh, I feel like if that video came out today, people would. It's sexy. It's, it's rude. It's not nice. Like, mm, shut up. See, we lose in the news. Yeah. But great videos. I've been watching them. They had great videos, they're, they're right? Great. They're so much fun. <laughs> There's a story to them. The, Although the, the power of love doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Not sure what's going on there. Is that the one where they're just driving around again? Well, the DeLorean pulls up outside the club and oh, okay. his name, Doc Brown, is in there. And he's like, I got to get in there. And these people are trying to touch the buttons. And he's like, don't touch anything. And then he goes inside and then we never see him again. And then Yui disappears towards the end. And the last shot is just the DeLorean like pulling up somewhere and the, uh, the doors open. And then some lady's like, wow, that was a fun trip. And then that's the end. <laughs> well, they uh, he like I think he like he valeted it maybe like the valet took the DeLorean and it but if you have a time traveling DeLorean, you're not getting uh, that shit valet. You don't valet it like that's no. true. You're asking for trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
his video, speaking of videos not making sense, I want to get into uh, the I Want a New Drug video in, in a moment. But 19- by the way, one of the most, I think, just images that have burned into my childhood of like early MTV that I remember is just him sticking his face yes. in the ice cubes, yes. like in the, in the sink. That. That that image right there will never be yeah. from him. Yeah, well, yeah, and then he's like singing the words, and and the cameras underwater, uh, and underwater, pointing up, up at him. him. Yeah, and you can't even tell if he's really singing the words or just moving his mouth. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's part of. So 1983. Now they're riding high. They had a hit single. Yeah, the album sold much better than the first. In 1983, they come out with Sports, which uh, I think. Blow the doors down. Yeah, coupled with MTV uh, coming into its own at that time. And they were like one of the first darlings of MTV. Um, That album blows the fuck up. Um, Do you have the list in front of you of the singles? I can pull it up, but it's I got it. It's crazy. Do you want me to read them off? Yeah. Heart and soul. I want a new drug. The heart of rock and roll. If this is it, walking on a thin line. Yeah, walking on a thin line was like that. That was like the one like socially conscious song because in the eighties you had to always have like that one on the record. Yeah, you had to have that one serious song to show mm-hmm. people that you gave a shit like yeah. about whatever. Yeah, I think that was about Vietnam vets. Um, but yeah, so all five of those singles are hit. I want to say top ten. I don't think any of them hit number one, or maybe. But that album, uh, MTV comes out, and that album starts a slow climb up the charts, and um, it ends up spending a lot of time in the number one spot. And in 1984, I I, want to say like Purple Rain came out in 1984, Born in the USA. Like there were some landmark albums in 1984. Huey Lewis and the News uh, Sports is the number two selling album behind only Thriller. Yeah. Like it was, it was Michael Jackson and then, and then Huey, Huey Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. Like yeah. Huey Lewis. And then Springsteen. And, yeah. And Huey Prince. Lewis was outselling Prince and Madonna and Springsteen for, you know, at a point in his career. And I want to bring that up just for a second on a personal note and, and going back to Vin's uh, dad comment, which I had the same exact feeling when I was a kid. It's like, yeah, that's that guy's He's actually the same age as my dad. But just to, that was right when I was old enough to be aware of like, oh, this is what an album is. And I could actually maybe buy an album or you know, they were cassettes. But it was like, I mean, just what we had at our fingertips at that year. Just again, Thriller, Purple Rain, Born in the USA, Sports. I mean, that's four gigantic albums that came out right around each other yeah. that are just to this day are, are huge. Yeah. And we're never going to because of um, streaming. And no album sales and the single being more important. Like we're never going to have those days again where, where it's just like huge album after huge album after huge album coming out. But Huey Lewis to me, so that I was seven when that album came out, like to Mm -hmm. me, there, nobody was bigger. He he was to me like, oh, that's the coolest. And you look back now and you're like, oh, he wasn't that cool. But when I was seven, I was like, that's the coolest dude that it's like Vin said, like, yeah, I wanted him to be my dad or my big brother. Um, 
Yeah, it's weird. Again, going back to the Power of Love video, the beginning, it's like he's on stage talking to the crowd and he's like, we finally made it to Hollywood. This is our hit single. and It's going to be great. And like, I don't know, it just seemed like that was what was cool at the time. But now it's so cheesy, but it's like endearing. How yes. I thought this was it was, was cool. It was cheesy at the time. We just, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't know. know. It. Yeah, we we were kids, so we didn't know. Plus, yeah. you you look but back and you're like, oh, that was him being honest with himself. Like he, like he was just like, yeah, this is our. Fr-. Like he was probably being honest, even though it was cheesy as all hell. That was his truth. Well, I I think I think the those first few albums were kind of tongue in cheek. There there was humor throughout, you know. Yeah. So I don't think he was taking himself too seriously. Well, you can't when you're a musician. Like, look at what you do for a living. Yeah. If you take yourself super super duper seriously, I feel like you're not really having fun. And I feel like Huey Lewis definitely had fun. Yeah, still does. He's still they're still releasing records. They just released. No, well, they, he's not anymore. They they released one in uh, uh, 2020. Recently. 20. Yeah. Um, well, just imagine being that like even in the 80s being like, uh, hello. Yes, I am a very serious artist. I want you to take my music extremely seriously. Uh, and also, my name is Huey Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> um. The uh, the I, I was watching the I want a new drug video. Then you're you're talking about videos that don't make a lot of sense. I, I just want to walk you guys through this video. And then also, this is exciting. I I've listened. I watched the video over and over, and um, I I I was reading the lyrics. And by process of elimination, I think I figured out the drug that he wants. Like, I think I figured out because he's very specific in what he doesn't want. And yes. so I was able to go back and. Oh, I, I'm excited. about Yeah, this. I think I figured out. But I want to walk through the video first because okay. it's the most ridiculous video. So uh, the, the video starts. Huey's in bed. Um, that that guitar riff hits. He pops out of bed and then it flashes to a billboard that says or, or to a sign in front of a venue that says Huey Lewis tonight, 8 p.m. So, you know, there's a show, but then it flashes to the news who are already on stage playing. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow it's morning. And the show doesn't start till eight, but. The show's clearly going on. They're workhorses. Uh, they're they're hardworking <laughs> men. There's, there's, there's a time-space continuum problem in this video. Uh, that's actually where Back to the Future came from, was this video. I believe. I believe maybe. maybe that's he, fr- this that's is where, from what I understand. This is yeah. where Bob Zemeckis got his major inspiration from, and it was the, I want a new drug music. Yeah. <laughs> Huey Lewis, so he he wakes up. He's clearly hungover because he's got a chip, like you said. He's, Ooh, he's got, got a, an old drug. He's, he's got he's got to dump all the ice in the sink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got to dump all the ice in the sink, fill it up with cold. His hair is perfectly quaffed, so whatever yes. whatever damage he did the night before, uh, he did from the hairline down. Right, and uh, he dunks his head in the sink, runs into his car. Because uh, he, he he looks at his watch and he realizes he's clearly late to the Huey Lewis concert that right. doesn't start till eight o'clock tonight, but is somehow already happening. 
Yeah. Uh, then I was like, well, maybe he just woke up at like, I guess it's possible. Maybe he woke up like six o'clock at night, seven o'clock. It's, it's pretty bright out in the video. Yeah. Maybe it's summer. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Right. Maybe I'm reading too much into this 40 year old video. Uh, he's also kind of dressed like Michael Jackson, too. Like it's he's, just he's got the red. Yeah, the red pants. Yep. He's running out of the house, tucking the black T-shirt into mm -hmm. his pants. He gets into uh, his his little yellow convertible. The mm -hmm. girl from the heart and soul video comes by on a bike. You know, he that iconic. He takes his glasses down to look at her. Yeah. And then. But, yeah, 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 yeah. She's all she's all 80s up. And uh, then he drives not to the show, uh, but to a, a boat, like a ferry. Yeah. He's, he gets on the ferry uh, filled with business people. And uh, one of them brings him like aspirin. What's that shit that you drop in the water? Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. A waiter on a, on a public ferry comes by with Alka-Seltzer on a tray for him. Yeah. And he's shaving with his electric razor. Now, the same girl that you ever, he, can, I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I hate to. I, and I want to ask this to both of you guys. Uh, just throwing this out there. Have either of you ever shaved on a boat before? <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like the place. Okay, nor, nor have I. Okay, uh, proceed. Go ahead. Kevin. Uh, he's on the boat. He's on the ferry heading to who knows where. Yeah. When a little boat comes by and the same heart and soul video girl is is on that boat. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, how, you know, she she somehow got to the dock on her bike faster mm -hmm. than Huey did driving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he, he's, he checks her out again, takes the glasses down to check her out again. The, the ferry lands or the ferry uh, docks. Then Huey gets onto a helicopter, uh, which takes him. And he's and I guess he's so hung over that he bumps into the pilot and, and it gets very shaky there for a while. You, you worry that. You know, like, oh, is this the end of Huey? But um, <laughs> tune in next week. <laughs> I believe that's what they call California sober. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Huey, the, the helicopter brings him right to the venue. He runs in the band still on stage. The, the band has been on stage this whole time. Audience is rocking out. Apparently, nobody is like, oh, why is like, why is it just the news? Like we all mm -hmm. we paid money and Huey's not even here <laughs> at this point. They're two thirds of the way done with the song. Uh, the manager looks at Huey, like looks at his watch, like, oh, you're late again. You know, we're going to dock you. And then Huey runs out and finishes the concert. I mean, 80s. Genius. It's. I don't see anything wrong with that. And it's, it was then nominated for an Academy Award for Best Short Film. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I want to talk about it. Um, is It is the perfect. It might be the perfect 80s uh, video. It, it, like just of how, of how absurd it is. But for some reason, it totally makes sense. Yet making zero sense at all. Well, it's it's absurdist. A lot of those music yeah. videos, especially around that era, it was like you think about MTV play. Constantly. Yes. Yeah. And because this was actually the time when MTV did play music videos. Um, but like 
you would have to make those videos that would stand out visually, even if mm -hmm. they didn't make any yeah. fucking sense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But like that was just to keep the attention and get the song stuck in your head. They made, and I will, I will say great this. videos. Yeah. Was that? They made great videos to 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 a seven eight year old like me. Yeah, I was like, there will never. I I was convinced that there would never be a cooler band in my life <laughs> than, Huey. than Huey Lewis in the news. It, it was, there was so much fun. Did you see the stuck with you stuck with you video? There's good good bit in that. Is that is that the one where they're on the the, the desert island? Yeah, well, he starts, he asks, he finally, all these people keep interrupting him. He's trying to get to this beautiful woman. Then he finally gets to her, and he's like, do you want to take a ride on my yacht? And she's like, sure. But it's like this tiny little canoe that says my yacht on it, like M-Y-O-T-T. -T. And then <laughs> they capsize. But the whole song is like, yeah, we were going to cheat on each other, but we didn't. And now we share a phone and an address, so we might as well stick together. It's very yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the American dream. It is. <laughs> and, and by the way, going back, going back to the, uh, uh, the, the I Want a New Drug video, I've been lucky enough to work in San Francisco a few times and, and travel there within the last decade. Um, from what I understand from the eighties, from seeing this, their transportation system has gotten a lot better. Oh, you, you no longer have to drive to a ferry to get you to a helicopter. You don't have to drive to a ferry, to a helicopter to get to the gig. Yeah. yeah. It's I was wondering why didn't you just drive to the city. gig? Yeah. All I needed to do was walk around the block. I mean, this, yeah. this girl on the bike was faster than any of those things. Uh, yeah. He should have just hopped on the bike. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the drug, by the way? Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. What was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. I'm gonna let's go through the lyrics and and by process of elimination. Okay. All right. Uh, I want a new drug. One that won't make me sick. One that won't make me crash my car or make me feel three feet thick. All right. Alcohol's off the table. Yeah. Okay. Uh, three feet thick. Uh, this might be a little too inside baseball. Ketamine off the table. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Vin, have you ever been in a K hole? You can't move. Yeah, it's which is actually funny because I've done ketamine off the table many times. No, I'm kidding. I, I have. Yeah. So alcohol and ketamine right off the bat. Uh, I want a new drug, one that won't hurt my head, one that won't make my mouth turn dry or, or make my eyes too red. Weed off the table. Gone. What else causes headaches? Whippets off the table. Uh, one that won't make me nervous. All right, there goes cocaine. Mm -hmm. Wondering what to do. One that makes me feel like I feel when I'm with you, when I'm alone with you. All right, I want a new drug. One that won't spill. Okay, so now anything liquid off the table. Gone. Alcohol's gone. Cough syrup, gone. Liquid morphine off mm -hmm. the table. <laughs> uh, one that don't cost too much. Or come in a pill. So now we've just eliminated painkillers, any pharmaceutical. Because I was even thinking like, oh, well, ecstasy, that might make him feel like he feels when he's with you. Yeah. Off the table. Uh, one that won't make me feel too good. So again, ecstasy is gone. Wait, one that won't make me feel too bad. I want a new drug. One that does what it should. One that won't make me feel too bad. One that won't make me feel too good. Again, so then like any kind of MDMA off yeah. the table. MDM out of here is what I'd say. <laughs> oh, God, Chip. 
I want a new drug, one with no doubt, one that won't make me talk too much or make my face break out. All right, crack, meth, off the table. Heroin, off the table. One that won't make me nervous. So here's what I figured out. Here's what I've got it down to. Huey Lewis is singing about pussy. (laughs) Huey Lewis is singing about strange. He, He just wants some new... Pussy or mushrooms, or he's microdosing mushrooms. It's it's microdosing mushrooms or pussy. I don't think microdosing was a thing back in the eighties. No, that's Probably a not. that's a new hipster thing. Yeah, yeah. And the the reason I say specifically, it's like because it's like oh maybe it's just love. Maybe he's just chasing that. He he wants it that makes him feel like he feels when he's alone with you, mm-hmm. baby. Yeah, that's that's don't make eye contact with me while you're saying these fucking yeah. lyrics. That's that's pussy. Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Vin, okay. Right there. Vin, we need to stop is... this podcast right now. I think we should. I think we honestly, because of what Vin just said, I think we need to just erase this podcast and not let it out because he just made millions of dollars. How has Viagra not? Used maybe they have. I don't think they have. How have they not used that? I as- want a new drug. Yeah. Oh my god, Vin. I think that that's what. That's, I, mean, I don't know what the you're the new. Are. I've never I don't. I don't want to uh, pigeonhole you as the new Viagra spokesperson, but <laughs> or, or at least maybe the new uh, the representative. But Huey Lewis, that's that's it right there. Hit up Viagra, Blue Chew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Blue Chew. Huey Lewis and the Chews, right there. Blue it's, Chew. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Kevin, Kevin Smith promotes them. Same thing. Splooey yeah. Lewis. <laughs> Splooey Lewis and the Spooge. Huey <laughs> Lewis and the Ooze. Um, I did read that... Uh, Connie Hamsey, renowned groupie, said Huey has the largest harmonica, in quotes, in the business. Really? I could see that tall dude like that. Yeah. Tall, skinny dudes. Yeah, I could see that. He's got that that big dick energy. Yeah. He really does. And always very baggy pants in the 80s. See, he's got to hide it somehow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Hip to be a square. Did you know what you know what uh, the sleeper song for me on sports was? It wasn't released as a single, but fuck, did I love this song when I was a little kid? Do you do you remember "Bad Is Bad"? Vaguely, I, I can't I, I can't pull it right now. But wait, yeah. Kahuna, can can you pull it up for pull, a, pull up like a segment of it? Yeah, give me one second. To me, uh, this was it was like it was like you know like white man blues. And yeah. it's it's a very tongue in cheek song, but when I was seven, I was convinced like, oh, that's that's the blues. Okay, yeah. So I think you're gonna just have to like talk over it a little bit, yeah, so that you don't get in trouble. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, just give me just one second, just so, so I can this skip is Huey Lewis. Ad. Bad is bad off of sports. Yeah, give me hold on just um, one second. All right, here we go. Okay, yeah, this is fun. Oh, yeah. This was, it was like coming at you. Huey Lewis, bad is bad. This was always, this was your jukebox pick. 
this was my, like, I thought this was the blues. Like, I thought, I was like, look at how versatile Huey Lewis is. He, he does new wave. He does acapella. He does the blues. Do up. Went uptown to see my cousin. Like, this is always on the jukebox, like, when you're, like, a road trip movie and you pull into, like, a little bar in the desert, like, yeah. the, like during the day, this is what's playing. You I mean, may or may not get into a fight in, the, yeah. in that scene. Uh, Pee Wee Herman may or may not dance on the bar. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, like, if you had played me uh, Muddy Waters at this age, wait, wait, go to the next verse. The next verse is what killed me. Vid, do you cover this song? Uh, does the uh, the Long Branch Davidians? Oh wait, wait, wait. go go back. Uh, we do now. We do now. Bad is bad. Hit play. The second verse is the one that got me. Is it? Across the street, yeah, this. All you could eat for a dollar ninety nine. This is what kills me. That old stew is the baddest in the land. Uh, One dollar's worth was all that I could stand. All right, cut that off. This like old how, stew like is the baddest Ken in the Krantz's land. Fa- young Ken Krantz's favorite song as a child was about was stew. A, was a blue <laughs> was a bluesy Denny's commercial. <laughs> Oh, if man. you had played me Howling Wolf, I would have been like, that's not the blues. That's yeah, not even. Down. No, thanks. That's not even about stew. That's like, the stew. <laughs> Stewie Lewis in the news. Like, that's all <laughs> I wanted. Uh, God damn it. That's catching. So they. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I've played that. I also played uh, when we when we agreed to do this. Like, I haven't listened to sports since I'm, you know. 10 or 12 yeah you know I yeah. in 12 or 30 it's it's been 30 years probably since i was like oh let me listen to some huey lewis and i went back and i started listening to sports again this week mm-hmm. and i'm like fuck that's a fun album yeah yeah oh it's a, it's a great album yeah heart and soul that was that was a great video you remember I the don't. heart and soul video where he goes into that weird house? He's just walking down the street in his suit, and then he, he there's like a weird light, and he just walks into the strangest house party. That's right. Yeah, it's he's it's it's just fun. It's just fun music. It is, and a lot of saxophones, as you know. Yes, saxophone. They don't uh, they don't do that anymore in rock and roll. Mm. You know, no, 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 which is it's a shame. No, they 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 need to bring it back. Like in the, you know. Springsteen had the saxophone. Mm-hmm. Huey. Uh, I mean, I love Frank Zappa. He always had sax. I just love saxophones. I think we need more saxophones. But Huey definitely has the most cocaine saxophone sound. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do drugs, you could just feel the cocaine shooting out of those saxophones. There's just a constant haze coming out. Yeah. Such an accurate description. And then so he he goes on the road for three years touring sports and then um, comes out with four, which, uh, yeah, still very six. I don't think it was as successful, but um, what what were the big songs off that? 
if that this, was hip to be if square, this right? is it, hip to be square. Up doing stuck, it for my baby. stuck on you. Oh, doing it all for my baby. That's oh uh, yeah, that was that was a huge song. Um Jacob's Ladder. Yes. Which that was a huge oh, hit, and I don't remember at Jacob, all. It's funny it you say that. Song. Jacob's Ladder was a number one single. It was. Yeah. Uh, Didn't someone else like Bruce Hornsby write it? Bruce Hornsby wrote it. Yeah. Um, and he wrote the uh, or produced what was that? Uh, his big hit, the one that Tupac. The way oh, it is. Uh, yeah, the way it is. Well, what happened was. Bruce Hornsby had a song that Huey liked that he wanted to put on sports and Bruce turned him down and then sports ends up sending selling a bajillion copies. So Bruce was like, oh, I, you know, I, I, change I, of heart. Yeah, <laughs> I fucked up. And uh, when he heard Huey was doing the second album he was like the next the follow-up album he was like oh i have i have something you might like um but yeah uh jacob's ladder went to number one i was reading i forget the guy's name there's a great column in uh uh fuck i forget the name <laughs> i forget the name of the publication stereo gum in Stereo Gum, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, there's a column where they they tell you the story behind every number one Billboard single ever. Okay. So I was reading about Jacob's Ladder, and it said that it was one of those songs that went to number one and then immediately disappeared. Yeah. In, into into your memory, like you like, just I, I was, never heard it again. If, if I listened to it the other day, and no recollection yeah, whatsoever. Same thing. Right? It's like, where, like, were we all sick that week? It's like, I don't know what. I don't, even, I don't yeah. even think I've ever heard it, to be honest with you. But I, I will mean, say, my one turning point with Yui Lewis and the News, who I loved, and I was a dorky little kid all growing up. And I remember specifically being in elementary school in like fourth or fifth grade, and there was an anti drug assembly that came to our school we all went down to the cafeteria and we watched these like teenagers early 20s sing and dance about how drugs are bad and i was as a nine-year-old i was very anti-drug i was very much nerd i was like i don't like drugs but there was a part in this little play this little vignette where they were like if you don't do drugs you're square and like they were making fun of the one kid and the kid was like well maybe it's hip to be square and then they all started singing hip to be square and that was like the big thing and i remember i was like i know drugs are bad but I would rather do drugs than whatever's happening. <laughs> Be a square. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, uh, the, he, that song, I think may have helped, um, seal his fate a little bit. Like I, I think he, he wrote that song as a joke and it was, uh, yuppies were, were the big punching bag, but the, the, you know, like, uh, the yeah. big joke back then. So he kind of wrote it, about them but then thought it would be funnier to do in first person so then he did it and people took the song literally yeah. not understanding that it was parody and yeah. I, I think that that helped uh, cement them as you know kind of a goofball band it's like that Billy Squire video it's just like it wasn't the nail yeah. in the coffin <laughs> um, and then they, they followed up four I, I like in the late 80s with a perfect world 
And that was like, they were like, all right, now let's, now let's show everybody what we can do. Like now let's show them what serious musicians were. That's when Huey Lewis started to take himself seriously. Yeah. And then it turned out that nobody wanted a serious Huey Lewis. The uh, Rolling Stone named it one of the, they named it the worst album the of the year. The worst album of the year. Yeah. Um, I saw them on that tour. They were, you know, I think I saw them on the, I saw them on the four tour. They were my first or second concert. I can't remember which one came first, but, um, yeah, I, I, I saw them and I was like, I'm, I'm going to love this band forever. Mm -hmm. And then a perfect world came out and I was like, I don't, I don't love this band anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Who were Huey Lewis in this? Yeah. And then I, I, I never heard another album of theirs, but it's really sad. So like, I don't know if people know this, like what's going on with him now. Um, he, he had to retire because he's totally deaf and it just kind of happened out of nowhere. Um, he was on stage years ago, or he was about to go on stage, and he, he yeah, he was like back in '87. Is when the one the one ear he yeah. heard something pop in one of his ears, and uh, turned out that he just went like totally deaf in this one ear, and he was freaked out. But the doctor was like, "You only need one ear to sing, so long as you can still hear, you can." hear pitch and tone and you'll be Mm -hmm. able to sing no problem and he adapted to it and then uh in 20 i want to say 2018 like very recently they were walking on stage to another concert and the other ear popped Uh, and uh he just went he went deaf and they had to they had to postpone the tour they had to cancel the tour and he hasn't been able to uh they haven't been able to perform since are you saying he's not going to be able to hear his podcasts? <laughs> I'm saying with any luck, <laughs> he won't hear us talking, uh, won't hear us calling him Splooey Lewis. Um, <laughs> Imagine he like regains his hearing like miraculously. And he's like, and it's the day that he's like, I'm going to look my name up on Apple podcasts. This is the first thing I'm going to listen to. Well, I hope I hope he hears me say how much I I love him. Oh, yeah. Oh, Um, I I don't think I don't think that's been debated at all. That that our our communal love of him. It's it's sad, though. He he was talking about uh, falling into this Great Depression and being suicidal. Yeah. I was like, oh, come just like go hang out with the news at the beach. They always cheer you up. He was always so happy. Yeah, uh, with the news, and it was um, drive around and look for a pretty girl on a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I read some old interviews with him in Rolling Stone from the eighties, <laughs> and like the way that band was in videos, it sounds like they were like that in real life. Like he considered the band his best friends. They all hung out together, even when everybody got married and the kids started coming. He said that. Um, when he got, you have to remember, he was, he was like Madonna, Michael Jackson, Prince, Bruce Springsteen famous. I mean, he was in, we are the world. We are the world. And they gave, they gave him a solo. Like they gave him, uh, they gave him Prince's solo. Prince didn't show up. So they gave Huey Lewis Prince's lines. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so he was saying when at the height of that fame, like the news were the only ones he, he could hang out with. Like he had trouble walking down the street in public. Um, so it was, uh, 
Wow. It was I mean, it was it was kind of cool to hear that like like to read that uh that that all seemed genuine. Like you get the feeling yeah. that he really would go to the beach and bury them up to their necks in sand. <laughs> <laughs> Man. You know what? Uh, Vin, is that something you do with the Long Branch Davidians a oh, lot? Do you just hang out at the beach? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like, like a John Beecroft roll. thing. <laughs> yeah, Beecroft, trumpet player. Yeah. He has a podcast that comes through here that I occasionally help out on called uh, uh, Comics, Cartoons, and Craft Beers. That sounds like something he would say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's... Yeah, I know who that is. He's uh, he's mentioned this name before, and I've been meeting to come uh, to one of the shows. Now I'm definitely going to... Sweet. Um, and I don't want to jump off the news train real quickly, but uh, <laughs> when are the uh, the Long Branch Davidians playing, and, and what kind of music do you guys play? Uh, rock and roll. Yeah. Say, um, we're playing uh, at my house. We're playing right here. Uh, May 29th, we're having a party. You guys are all invited. Thank you. I thought you guys listening out there. But you- <laughs> oh, oh, sh- oh, really? Oh. Okay. So for so, the address. So obviously it's if it's obviously not that big if you can't fit six other people. <laughs> You're saying uh, my brother can't come? Yeah, thousands of people aren't listening to this right now. You know, you know, it was funny. He, um, uh, I, I was reading that uh, the, the heart of rock and roll, which was mm-hmm. the opening song off Sports. Yeah, they did a concert in Cleveland, and apparently it was a really hot crowd. And they get on the tour bus after, and Huey was like. You know what? The heart of rock and roll is in Cleveland. And then he like he grabbed that and wrote it down and he was like, Oh, that's a great song. And yeah. the news starts ripping on him. They were like, The heart of rock and roll is in Cleveland. You can't write a song. That's the dumbest song I ever heard. And then it was like, and then he was like, Oh, challenge accepted. And then he wrote a fucking massive smash single. Yeah. You know what it reminded me? I was just reading uh I'm reading a book about Michael Jordan. And they were talking about a game in the 90s. Which he was briefly in the news. He was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Um, he was uh, playing a game. It was it was the year that the Vancouver Grizzlies, it was like the first year there when they were expansion team. It was their first year in the league. And they had some rookie guard who was a scrub. And Michael Jordan was having a very quiet game. Like they were, it was late in the season. They were kind of sleepwalking through the game. And he only had 10 points after three quarters. And this young guard starts talking shit to Michael Jordan. And he was like, he was like, oh, you're not everything they said you were, old man. You can't, you can't score on me. They said that the coach happens to overhear this. Vancouver's coach overhears this and immediately calls timeout and takes the kid out of the game. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he, he woke up Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan then scores on like the next seven possessions straight. They were down two when this kid started talking shit to him. They end up losing. Uh, Vancouver ends up losing by like 15. They went from down two to like down. They went from up two to down 15. Oh God! <laughs> Michael Jordan scores uh, like 19 or 20 points in the fourth quarter alone. And then I was reading, I was like, that's what, like, you, you can't tell Huey. He can't write a song about the heart of rock and roll in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Is that before the Hall of Fame was in Cleveland? 
the yes, Rock and this, Roll. This, yeah, I think yes. it was. Yeah. Hall of Fame was like Hall late Fame 80s, was nineties. Right? Like, was it, it was late eighties? Okay. Yeah. yeah, or maybe it was late eighties. Because of you. Yeah. My, yeah. Yeah, well, they were like, hey, where should we put this? And they were like, I don't know where I've heard this, but I feel like the heart is is in Cleveland. Well, and I, and I think it was down between because I was really down on that because I think the final two were Cleveland and Philadelphia because it, it almost came to Philadelphia. So I, cause I'm from Philly, so I was all excited about it. And then Huey Lewis ruined it for me. <laughs> There's got to be some reason to go to Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Why is yeah, you guys got the Rocky statue. They were like, that's enough. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we got it. That's all you need. Oh, man. You know, there was, I had heard one of the newer Huey Lewis singles, and I was like, this is not bad at all. Yeah. It's called While We're Young. Yeah. And I was actually like, when you hear the name Huey Lewis in the news, you think 80s. Like, you think of a group that's kind of in that era so i was imagining something that was going to be something very stuck in that time period no what yeah. i heard was a very 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 nice bluesy well they they were uh very like uh rhythm and blues inspired band oh yeah from the jump and- but like I didn't know yeah. that much about Huey growing up. I mean, the extent of my knowledge of Huey Lewis in the news was from Back to the Future and Sesame Street, and that was it. Yeah. Oh, the power of love, man. When that song came out, did any song get you more hype back in no. the 80s than to that this song? Day, I'd put that up there as, like, I'm not saying it's the best song, but it's one of the most, I think, emblematic songs of the 80s. Like, you, there, what else can you put up there? It's one of the Purple like Rain. of its time. Yeah, Purple Rain. Yeah. Thriller. Thriller. Yeah. But like, not even in terms of songs like that, songs that go so well for a film soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like the Power of, I don't, Power of Love, Back to the Future Without Power of Love is a movie I is weird because it, it oh, also very, plays into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It plays throughout. Yeah. Well, and then not, not to get in too much, but uh, Ghostbusters was oh, Ray Parker yeah. Jr. Oh, yeah, that's... He it's basically a ripoff of I want a new drug. Well, go ahead, go ahead. And then he so basically Huey Lewis's people sue Ray Parker Jr. They settle out of court for an undisclosed amount, and apparently there was an NDA with it. Like you know, you couldn't talk about it. And then in I think it was two thousand one, Huey Lewis did a behind the music and talked about it. And then Ray Parker sued him for breach of yeah. He's like, like hey, you, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to talk about me ripping you off. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What had happened was uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters wanted Huey Lewis to do a song for their soundtrack, mm-hmm. and he said no because it was 1984, and they were touring, and they were like, he didn't even have time to like write a song, and and he had, he couldn't commit himself to it. He didn't have time to write a Huey Lewis song yeah. let alone. It's a, also let's and, face and, it too. It's also a comedy music about ghosts. Right, right. Like so, in hindsight, like without hindsight, you're like, no, I don't have time for this crap. Yeah. So, so what what the uh, what the Ghostbusters people did in that scene, I guess, as as they were shooting, they used. I want a new drug as a stand-in. Mm-hmm. So Ray Parker Jr. heard that scene over and over with I want a new drug and then was like, oh, I have a great idea for a song. Got poisoned. Yeah. 
I'm not even so, yeah, it's right. It's not even deliberate necessarily. Yeah, it's yeah. just you you something seeps into your consciousness you don't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. But usually what results in from from lawsuits like that is that the original writer would get a credit from right. it. But Huey Lewis never got credit on Ghostbusters. No. So that lawsuit must have ended in some sort of stalemate. Yeah. Because I don't think, it, as you're kind of putting it, I don't think it was anything malicious, but like, right. in, in the end, they actually did get that song kind of in the movie, yes. but it wasn't Huey Lewis. Right. It was the, it was the cleaning up the town, like when they, when the Ecto-1 gets revealed for the first time and all that shit. So, I mean, they got it in the end, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> um, Apparently a lot. <laughs> So then uh, Ghostbusters goes on to be, you know, like the movie of 1984. Fucking huge. Fucking huge. That song you can't turn on the radio without hearing. So then when the Back to the Future people called Huey and was like, hey, do you want? He was like, fuck, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not dropping that ball twice. <laughs> oh, man. That's fucking great. And they even put him in the movie. I think it's it's it was funny it's foreshadowing guy, yeah. that that he thought the music was too loud. It was too loud. Oh, yeah. god damn. Ominous. <laughs> Ominous. Hold it, fellas. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. We're whispering, Mr. Lewis. Yes, please. <laughs> oh my god. And uh that's the story of uh what's the story of Huey Lewis and the News? Huey Lewis. A great a great band with just it's just a fun there's nothing wrong with with what they play. It's just fun music that Oh. Never, never, uh, never fails to make me happy. You know what? I was surprised to find out, Chip. I don't know if you saw that. I text you. Did I had no idea till I started looking at this that Heart and Soul wasn't even their song. That's a cover song. Yeah. Did you listen to the original that I said? No, you know what I did? I saw you sent it to me, but no. It is. It's by a song called. It's by a band called Exile from the seventies, okay. and it is. Huey does it like almost note for note. Like there's no, um, the only noticeable difference is in the exit. You know, that first line where he's like two o'clock this morning, this morning. Mm -hmm. uh, he, if you need a singer, Vin, I'm your man. Um, yeah. He does, Vin. He does his own uh, like a reverb and ev yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. I could. I'm like. I'm like. Uh, I'm like the uh, police academy yeah. dude. He's like, like Bobby McFerrin. Yeah. Um. So when he sings at two o'clock this morning, if she mm -hmm. should come a calling, uh, the original it's four o'clock this morning. Other than uh, okay. that, there's absolutely no difference between the two songs. Mm -hmm. And then I was just laughing because I was like. Like, like Huey was like, I can't convince people I'd be up till like nobody's gonna buy Huey Lewis staying up till four. Prince, <laughs> you know? yes. It's like, we we gotta we gotta scale it back a few hours if I'm gonna yeah. be able to make this believable. The news has a curfew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could be up till four, but the the news has to be in bed by uh, yeah. two thirty. Uh, so that's yeah, it. That's I, I think I think we nailed it all. If you haven't, yeah, if you haven't listened to sports in forever, give it a spin. Do it. That's a fun album. I'm and to and where, to where can they listen to uh, the, the Long Branch Davidians? Uh, well, it's all uh, anywhere they stream stuff: Spotify, Apple, uh, just under Vincent Brew. I uh, the the Long Branch Davidians are the live uh, band, mm -hmm. bands, but I usually do all the recording. Oh, you've got like a very. Uh, like Brian Wilson thing going on. Yeah, 
guns these days. I, I do a lot of the uh, the recording myself. Uh, I usually have a drummer, but everything else I do myself. And, you you, uh, you play you play all the instruments. Yeah. Fuck. That's Chip, amazing. don't you? And you do stand up. You're like. What else? You grow your own vegetables? Like, what the fuck else do you do? <laughs> do I got a garden back, got some tomatoes, I feel, I feel like you're probably like a talented artist. Do you no, do I can't, no? can't draw. All right, good. I feel a little better. Terrible. Then check out this renaissance, man. Yeah, seriously. A comic book artist, and uh, I failed. Failed miserably. All right, well, I feel a little better. That makes you more likable. <laughs> Well, you fell forward, which is good. <laughs> you failed forward all the way onto a Huey Lewis episode, episode of I Love Rock and Roll. I have no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Vin, where where can uh, other than Spotify, where can people find you? Have any you have any shows that people are invited to that you want to announce? <laughs> uh, not at the moment. Uh, you can check our, our uh, whatever tour dates. If you go to vincentbrew.com, I'll post them there. And uh, we're playing at the Nip and Tuck in September. So, oh, nice. Away from now, but uh, we got a three month head start to uh, get ready for that one, September 9th. Nice. And uh, yeah, I think we'll be back in Asbury probably next month, hopefully at the Yacht Club, but we don't have a date yet. But- Is it really just a like filled with canoes that say my yacht? <laughs> <laughs> Should be <laughs> no boats at all. It's very misleading. Chip, where uh, anything coming up? Yeah, obviously, just follow me at Chip Chantry on Twitter and Instagram. I actually just booked a whole bunch of stuff. If you don't mind, like I, I, I want to hit because you know I know we have some people listening, but I'm going to be a bunch of places this summer, which I have to talk to you about this, Ken. But I'm going to be in uh, starting in May. Yeah, next week, uh, New York. I'm going to be in LA at the Hollywood Improv. Uh, D.C., San Antonio, Boston, Baton Rouge, Tulsa, Austin, Oklahoma City, oh, Seattle, San Francisco, too, <laughs> uh, Cleveland, and uh, and finally, and finally, was... Detroit. <laughs> God damn it! Oh wait, that those are the cities that he went to in the heart of rock and roll. That I'm was sorry. that I'm, was so I'll, well I'll just, done. I'll just be doing soul drills. So. <laughs> I'll just be in Royersford. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my I was God. like, holy yeah, shit, there. Chips Blow. I started getting mad at you. I was like, where do you get all these fucking <laughs> who, who that's by the way, that's that's gotta be how many if Huey Lewis was a was a stand-up comedian, every time he would sing that song, he'd get twenty people coming up after him and be like, Who books that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ken, where can people find you? Uh Ken Krantz comic. Follow the the podcast. I love rock and uh rock and roll pod on Twitter. We never tweet, but follow us anyway. Yeah. And uh come see the live show Wednesday, May eleventh yep. at the stand in New York City. I love rock and roll comedy mm-hmm. with uh with a bunch of guests who have been on the show before. Yeah. And I think that's it. Kahuna, anything? Nothing to promote right now, but it's as always, it's a pleasure, gentlemen. It was great seeing you. What a nice surprise seeing you here today. Yeah, man. It's always a good time to be on I Love Rock and Roll. Come on. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. And Vin, thanks again, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Vin. You got it.